Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mike the intern, Ned Reynolds, back in the studio on a Monday morning. So if I learned anything after the tournament at Highland Springs over the weekend is that it's not too hard to hit par at that (laughs) course, is it? Well, when you're a pro... Uh, there's a difference between the pros and the amateurs, and I, and I think our friend Tony Romo is a perfect example of that. Here's a guy who's a very good scratch amateur golfer. Thinks he can play with the pros, goes out and shoots an even par. In fact, I think he shot two even pars for his two rounds, and that's way, way, way away from qualifying. The pros are destroying the par on that course, and the conditions were perfect for it. Case in point is the winner, Dylan Wu, yesterday out of Northwestern University in Chicago. 27 strokes under par. That's insane. 27 strokes. Good heavens sake. Well, conditions, of course, were perfect. It was dry and warm. Of course, the ball is going to fly when it's warm. And these young guys, they can hit the devil out of that ball, hit it a long, long way. And uh, indeed, Dylan Wu did just exactly that. He finished two strokes in front of the field. Uh, That tells you something. 27 under, finishes two shots yeah. ahead. Everybody else is 25, 24, 23. <laughs> Come on, people. Well, the match didn't end until early in the evening because there was a three-hour delay. That rain. You know why. I know why. Yeah. It came down, folks, in buckets here in Springfield. Yeah, it did. It was crazy. It was just all of a sudden. I was like, oh, it's getting dark. It was supposed to rain today, wasn't it? <laughs> and then next thing I know, I'm like, oh, my God, it's flooding out in my yard. I have an electric gauge in my bedroom. I don't know why I do this from the old days, I guess, but electric rain gauge 1.7 inches of rain and it occurred in about 45 minutes that's quick oh that's quick it's coming down that's quick if you got the day off go float you definitely got (laughs) some high uh high rivers right now for sure maybe at bull creek um so back to golf uh the winner how much money they score from this well the purse the total purse for the tournament is six hundred thousand dollars because the others you know second third fourth all earn a little bit of money the winner gets $108,000. That's what Dylan Wu won, $108,000. Now, that pales in comparison to what the big tour offers. They're over a million dollars for their victories. There's the difference right there. $108,000 for a tournament win over four days? That's pretty good money. Four days worth of work? Hey, Come on. We'll so where do, I, where do I need to sign? <laughs> but the bottom line is this. The money's important. It's the points that he earned for getting onto the PGA Tour that's the real win. And he got some points, and I think he got his PGA card out of this. I don't think it's effective until next year, but regardless of that, he might play the rest of this year on the PGA Tour. That's the big major leagues. And then on to next year as well. And who knows, this kid's a good golfer. You know, Future's looking golfer. bright, and he just got a hundred and something thousand dollars in his back pocket. And I Give me a good uh, good rest of the year for that young man. Um, so deadline looms for baseball trades. This is the final week, am I right? And it is. Cardinals or Royals going to make any moves? Royals might, and if they do, it would be selling. The Cardinals, I don't know. The jury is out. They picked up some minor league pitcher yesterday from Toronto and sent him to the minor league, so that really doesn't count. But there have been some big names who have changed uniform. One is Nelson Cruz. Nelson Cruz is 41 years old, and he's and hit the ball a ton. The Minnesota Twins sent him to the Tampa Bay Rays. <laughs> Tampa Bay, come on, they're in the lead. Yeah. But they're also, they're not a long ball hitting team. They are now because Nelson Cruz, even at age 41, had 19 homers for the Minnesota Twins. So they uh, sent him to Tampa Bay for whatever Tampa Bay wanted to give up. 
There's one. The other one occurred yesterday, and that's Adam Frazier, who is arguably the best player on the Pittsburgh Pirates team. Big-time home run hitter, all-star. He goes to the San Diego Padres. Now, you look at the Padres lineup, and you think, boy, there's a bunch of sluggers on there. Yeah, they got some studs. Machado, and of course you've got Fernando Tatis and Eric Hosmer from the Royals. I mean, these are home run hitters. But... They haven't been producing a whole lot of home runs and long balls and big scores because they play in such a big ballpark. Here's another one. Adam Frazier, he, one, of the, one of the top home run hitters in the National League. He is going there. That lineup will be very hard to pitch around now. That's a big get for them. Seems like the teams that are going to make a push are doing everything they can to put anything they can back behind that team. And that's a good thing. It's at least for those clubs that you kind of you feel good for the decisions they're making. Some other clubs are like... Okay, I guess we're done then. <laughs> so, how the Cardinals do over the weekend? Got to win uh, in Sunday's game, and that's the only win they get in Cincinnati. Lose two out of three to the Reds. The Reds have had a hex over the Cardinals this year. After Saturday night's game, that was six wins in a row for Cincinnati. And they finally, finally broke that on Sunday with a 10-6 to win. The Cardinals got that. And to have a seven-run fourth inning to put the game away because Cincinnati, even without their big slugger, Nick Castellanos, in the lineup, and he's out with a... A wrist injury, got hit on the wrist with a pitch, and was very, very unhappy when that happened. Yeah, it looked a little, looked a little painful. <laughs> and not only that, but he was, he knew it was going to result in his being sent to the sidelines. And this guy wants to play; he's one of the best hitters. That's beside the point. He's not in the lineup, and uh, the Cardinals were able to take advantage of his absence on Sunday with a ten to six win. Cardinals are. Playing inconsistent baseball. Let's face it, it is inconsistent. They get the good pitching and no hitting, and then when they do get some pretty good hitting, then the pitching goes south. It's a, it's a team that really does need to come together. Mike, they are even up. They are 50 and 50 on the year. Now, even a math less than genius like Ned Reynolds knows that adds up to 100. And there are 162 games. So how many games do they have left? Ladies and gentlemen, after great calculations and going to the algorithms, there are 62 games remaining this season. Why, I'm just so proud of myself. I, 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 I literally was going to get you one of those smiley face stickers to put on your face or your shirt or something so everyone knows how good you did this morning in school. So you're basically what you're saying is the Cardinals need to win the next 62 games. They have to start winning on a consistent basis now. There's no, that's been the case all season long, but even now, down the stretch. Now, by point of comparison, this is where the season started last year, in the pandemic year. They played 60 games. I don't think the Cardinals did play 60. I think they finished with 58. But they started off in a situation in which they were going to probably make the playoffs anyway. This is a different year. And the season has been going on. You need to reach a point now where you're playing your best baseball, and hopefully the Cardinals can do that. Hopefully they can. I don't think I've seen it yet this season. I don't think you have either. Uh, I felt like we were seeing it in April with the Kansas City Royals, uh, and then they kind of fell off the wagon for a couple months. But did they get a sweep over the weekend? They did. Swept the Detroit Tigers. The Tigers are not a very good baseball team, but they are not all that bad either. They like any major league team, they can come up with a win every so often, but they did not. In Kansas City, Royals beat them yesterday 6-1. to Kansas City can hit the long ball. Jorge Soler had a couple of home runs. Salvador Perez had a three-run shot. Hey, this is, this is big. Kansas City, if they get their game together, get their offense working, they can win some games and they can upset the apple cart. And who do you suppose they play 
ne- it's not this coming weekend, but the weekend after that, the Cardinals. It'll be the Royals and the Cardinals back-to-back weekends. I-70 series, and it uh, should be a good one for sure. Unfortunately, we're out of time, but before we go, let me hear your thoughts on Team USA losing to France. Surprised, but not shocked. Our team just simply is not very good. They're not well put together. The great athletes, yes, the athletes are there, but there are key positions that are remain unfilled, let me put it that way. No point guard, nobody to direct the attack, nobody who's been given that role of directing the attack, and no big behemoths underneath to push away some of these guys, like like a Rudy Gobert of the of the uh, Utah Jazz and the French team yesterday. France won 83-76. It is not the end of the world. This is the qualifying round, and the USA has two more games in this qualifying round, both of which they should win easily. Iran, they'll beat them by 100 points. And I, then, I wouldn't count you no, ducks it, just yet. Very good. And then the Czech Republic and the USA should beat them and get into the knockout round. That's where it gets dicey. Yeah, well, it's like you said, that's kind of one of those things. We talked about the Cardinals earlier. It's like one thing I see that's common between even Team USA and the St. Louis Cardinals is they lack leadership. That's a very, very astute point on your part. Uh, they yes, just you, you see it in both teams. That you see like you got got you got you got the makeup of a good team or what could be a good team. It's just there's no cohesion and when there's no cohesion if you got the guys that just means that there's no leadership and that's a problem. Big problem. Big problem. Well, Ned, luckily we don't need leaders. I'll see you tomorrow.